Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us here at We Watched A Thing. I'm Topher. I'm Billy, mate. I reckon that's the most energy you've ever brought to the intro. Well, I'm done now. Oh, come on. (laughs) Perk yourself up. (laughs) You aren't feeling good about what we watched this week? Well, I suppose we'll get to that. (laughs) What did did you see? Well, one thing I saw was The Meg, (laughs) um, which I didn't know was based on a novel. Yeah, in fact, there are—I f- believe there are five of them now. Yeah, I knew there was multiple. <laughs> I knew it was a series. The first one, Meg, a novel of deep terror. I mean, it sounds like fan fiction, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Shall we talk about it? We should probably do that. So, the Meg, directed by John Turtletaub and written by Dean Jogaris, John Hober, and Eric Hober. I'm sorry. How many people did it take to write this thing? Only three. Okay. It stars Jason Statham, Lee Bing Bing, Rain Wilson, Ruby Rose, Winston Chow, and Cliff Curtis. And it is smashing the international box office. Isn't it just? It sure is. It's been out like a week and it's cracked, what, like 350 million? Apparently, this came as quite a shock to the studio. Yeah, I like, bet. They didn't think this was going to happen. This movie is playing to the international market, Absolutely. though. So this is a this is a joint production between Hollywood and China. So I mean, clearly they were at least expecting to do well in the Chinese market, which is one of the most important markets in film at the moment. So famously, there are a lot of people in China. Not only are there a lot of people, but they also don't allow a lot of non-Chinese films to be shown. I think it's something like less than ten a year. All oh, right, I didn't know that. Yeah, so if you're one of the lucky ones that actually gets shown in there, chances are you you are going to make a, a good amount of money. And generally, it is the big blockbusters. But this being a co-Chinese production and with such a large number of Chinese cast members, no wonder it's smashing it. One thing I thought while watching this film is that- So, our, our dear listeners haven't heard this yet, but we ourselves have been through the process of watching all the Fast and Furious films in a single day. One thing you said in, in an upcoming episode is that- you could take Jason Statham. Oh, yeah. Easy. Um, you you <laughs> caught a pretty good look at him in this film, did you? Are you, are you holding to that? <laughs> I've got to ask, too, how a man who has supposedly been drinking away his troubles in Thailand for the past five years still manages to have a body like that? I spo- Yeah. I reckon the time that I was in the best physical shape I've ever been in was when I worked in a bottle shop. <laughs> yeah. Cases of beer are kind of heavy, especially if you do, like, if you're shifting around three at a time. That's true. That's my guess, is that that was Statham's exercise regime when he was hitting the bottle in Thailand of whatever product-placed beer it was. (laughs) Okay. Was I probably wrong when I said I could take Jason Statham? Yes. (laughs) I drank a lot of the time, but not only that, in the Fast and the Furious movies, he's up against The Rock and Vin Diesel, and he looks like a fairly small, weedy dude compared to them. And then you see him in just a towel and you're like, <laughs> okay, your muscles have muscles, Jason yeah, Statham. Yeah. So, let's just get straight into it. I just want to know right up front, we spoke a little bit about expectations and you told me that you were hoping for dumb fun, but you weren't expecting dumb fun. You were expecting it to just be absolutely terrible. Which one of those do you think you got? I It met expectation. So, it was absolutely terrible, not yeah. even fun? Unfortunately, like, I, I've watched most of the Sharknado films. Yep. Great fun. Yeah. Piranha, great oh, fun. Piranha's amazing. The Meg, unfortunately, is not so stupid and ridiculous 
that yeah. the dumbness of it is fun, like those films, but it's also not enough better yes. that it's in any way enjoyable. That was my problem with it too, is that I don't feel like it knew exactly what bar it was trying to hit. It's like it's like it almost wants to be a dumb, fun film, but it's just not dumb or fun enough. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not good enough to be a proper movie. In any way good. Yeah. No. <laughs> but that being said, is it a bad movie? Yes. Is it so bad that it's good? Not to me, but I can see how in some contexts some people might say that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I could say that. Is it the worst movie of the year? Absolutely not. This has been a pretty appalling year for film. People who say this is the worst movie of the year obviously didn't see Insidious, The Last Key. For instance. They didn't see Pacific Rim 2. And dare I say it, dare I be the one to say it, and I'm going to get backlash for this, Ocean's 8. Okay, you just let me know in the next day if you want me to edit that out. Because <laughs> o- Ocean's 8 is a lot better than Ocean's The Meg. Ocean's 8, worse than The Meg. That's not a fact. I'm calling it. <laughs> But that's been a pretty just bad to go, I know some people think we sound a lot alike, which we probably do. <laughs> that was Billy who said that. <laughs> I want that to be clear. This has been a bad year for movies. Honestly, when when I was I was rating this film on the IMDb app, mm-hmm. and it, you know, it, there's that thing with you know your recent ratings. Yeah, yeah. and I went through, and because we're just coming out of the blockbuster, blockbuster season, I had a little scroll through my recent ratings, and I was like, whoa, yeah. Woof. Honestly, the last few months, there's not many highlights in there. I feel like the only reason that we have had any decent films in Australia this year is the ones we got late that were actually 2017 films. Like Shape of Water, Three Billboards, which we got in Jan. I feel like that was the last time There's been the odd little gem in there. Like a few weeks ago, I saw The Wife. Yep. That was good. Early on in the year, we had Tully, which I think is probably my favourite film of the year. Yeah, there's been a couple of Australian films this year that I've that I've quite liked. Yeah, I really happily wanted to fell get to- in between some blockbusters. I really was- wanted to get to Brothers Nest, which I know you saw. But for the most part, ugh, yeah. And this just continued that. So you, I, I, I haven't seen the US Office. You're a big fan. Yeah. Everything I've ever seen Rain Wilson in, I hate him. Did you see Super? No. Okay. That is probably Rain Wilson's best work. Uh, he's got a good bit part in Juno that isn't terrible. Who was he in Juno? He's he's the shopkeeper. Oh, right. I'd yeah. forgotten that. Yeah. Yeah, that was 07. The office started in 06. Because for the most- Any time I- And I haven't seen a ton of Rain Wilson. Yeah. For all I know, totally talented dude. But everything I see him in, I'm just like, oh, what is this? Yeah, no, he to me, I I do like him in the US office and I am a fan of the US office, but I don't like him in much else. Elsewhere, Cliff Curtis. I, I really like Cliff Curtis. I think Cliff Curtis is one of those guys that is a really good performer that just doesn't land good roles. Yeah. Because I've seen him in the odd thing where it's just like so clear that he's wicked talented. Yeah. But mostly he pops up in stuff like this. Oh, look, can we just- um, I don't know how you feel yet, but I just got to say, most of the performances in this movie are trash. Yeah. And also, what are you going to do with the material? Yeah, exactly. The writing is so stale. But, I mean, even even Statham doesn't look like he's having a good time, which is kind of- You know, that's, like, the least you can hope for from a big action star like that. And in stuff like Crank, at least he's kind of- You know, there's a half wink to the camera. It's like, of course this is stupid, but isn't it fun? I didn't get that from Statham in this film. The closest it probably comes to it is that scene in the- 
where he's getting ready to launch in the little sub thing with the kid. Yeah. And remarkably, normally I'm like, get rid of the kids. This is one of the better kids I've seen in a film in a I while. Was, I was going to say that. We've spoken a lot about She kids was the this most year. fun of any character. She, yeah, she was actually very, very enjoyable. She was great. Her parents aren't great because I'm sitting there the whole time going, why is this little kid in this kind of- why is she in this environment? <laughs> but no, she was she was cool. She was definitely the best part of the film for me. We got some, you know, Australia represent as well with Ruby Rose and Jessica McNamee. Now, who is Ruby Rose? Because she was atrocious in this film. And I know, I don't think I've seen her in anything, but I have heard her name about a million times in the last three weeks and I can't even remember where. Oh, Ruby Rose is a thing. Yeah? Yeah. She was, a, I think she started in radio here. Right. Then moved on to, I think, a music television show. Then transition into acting through okay. that. She's been in, um, I think probably her big break in the States was when she joined the cast of Orange is the New Black. Okay. Because based on her performance in this, she should not have transitioned into acting. But again, what, what are you going to do? do with the material? Yeah. There was some good diversity, though. Being a half Chinese made film, I did appreciate that the Chinese characters in this film actually spoke Chinese. Yeah. They yeah. didn't transition into English just for the convenience of the viewer. Sometimes they did. Sometimes they did. Did they? Yep. Sometimes the kid and her mum were speaking in English, and I'm like, why? I feel like that was only when they were talking to other people. No, it definitely happened when they were just talking at least once, because I remember going, why are you speaking English? (laughs) I must have missed that. I was trying to think of the last time this happened to me. I think it was Shape of Water when I saw it wicked hungover and had been drinking a heap of water before the session to try and- revitalize you definitely spoke about that in shape of water because yeah. we spoke about like the blue and green everywhere yep. and you were like oh <laughs> yep same thing in this one i'm like i was like been drinking water just for two hours straight before going into this film then there's water everywhere and i was like i don't i don't know that the opening credits had finished when i was like i need to go to the bathroom <laughs> and normally it's a it's a rarity for me to leave a, a theater to go yeah. to the bathroom in this one, I was like, I'm not going to bother to fight it. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to miss anything. <laughs> Too amazing here. I don't think you would have missed anything. <laughs> um, so, there's a thing in this film called The Meg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We haven't even gotten <laughs> to The Meg. We haven't been doing this lately. What's the film about, Toph? Oh, God. So, there's a submarine thing that goes bad and some people go to rescue them and they've disturbed- a prehistoric beast that's been trapped in a certain part of the ocean, and it's the Meg. Yeah, that's the a, a, which that's pretty f- for those unfamiliar. A megalodon, aka giant a giant shark. shark. Yeah, great example in this film of monsters in films being scarier when you don't see them. Yeah, definitely. Because anytime you clearly see the Meg, you're just like, eh. I mean, the CGI and visual effects were so bad in this film. I can't believe. Do you know what the budget on this movie was? No. 170 million. Whoa! Yeah, and I don't know that's where just that- production. That's not like yeah, marketing. That's as not well. marketing. And I don't know where that budget went. Holy hell. Because it like looking at this, you look at this movie and you're like, I mean, we've had some amazing films made on much lower budgets than that. I mean, we spoke about it before. Shape of Water, 19 million. Even uh, even fun action films. Like, what did Deadpool cost? Like 40? Yeah, exactly. 40, you know, I think Hacksaw Ridge was 40, you know, like you get a lot of- 100, I just don't understand it. The CGI in this movie was so, so bad. And there are a lot of facets to CGI. The sharks themselves, obviously, parts of them were done okay. 
I thought the modeling was fine. The surfacing, which is like their skin texture, I thought looked pretty good. What really kills it, and this is what often kills it on low budget movies, is the way they move. Mm-hmm. They just don't move like sharks. You see, they just they move like computer generated images, which they are. And that's why when you look at something like Jurassic Park, what made that great wasn't that those people were great with computers or anything. It's that they were fine artists who had a study of anatomy and how creatures move. Even, you know, like you look at the Lion King, the animators spent months in Africa studying real lions just to see how they walk and stuff. And that's something that when you watch a movie like this and you see those sharks move, you're like, that's just wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It just looks so bad. Yep. (laughs) And it's, I mean, it's it's quite an achievement to make something as, as scary as a ginormous shark Completely underwhelming. Yeah. Amazingly. Amazing achievement. <laughs> we do get some great other other visuals in this film, though. One of my favourite shots is when Jason Statham is hanging out in the water. As, as so often in this movie, people just volunteer to go hang out in the water. The Megalodon comes at him. They start, like, reeling him in. And then as he gets close to the boat, he leaps out of the water, like, almost a vertical leap out of the water onto the boat. And it's like- you cannot physically jump in water. His feet aren't. It's it's a deep. How is he doing this jump? I got a trailer for Aquaman before this movie, so I was probably just thinking everything was fine. <laughs> yeah. Aqua Bro was cool with it. <laughs> that is that is going to be a bad movie. Oh, I'm I'm actually man. not even sure we should do it. Oh, it looks horrible. Yeah. My, maybe my favorite character of the of the whole film though is kid that the shark doesn't get, but who will clearly die of diabetes anyway. <laughs> I mean, that whole scene is such a throwback to Jaws. Yeah. And that's what I mean about this movie not really being, like, not really knowing what it wanted to be. It's like, are you being a parody or are you trying to be taken seriously? <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking about that kid. <laughs> it's like, survives the shark attack and doesn't think, wow, I should really, like- I should get my life on track. No, no, I'm just going to hook into this icy pole. <laughs> I mean, in his defence, icy poles are delightful. Oh, they are good, aren't they? Yeah, they really are. And I suppose sometimes you need comfort food. Oh, definitely. If you'd just been eaten by a shark, you telling me you wouldn't be hoofing down a burger? I probably would. Yeah. I mean, you know, you'd like to think you might go get some uh, some battered flake just to stick it to them. <laughs> it does make you feel superior when you eat flake, doesn't it? Yeah. Cop this. <laughs> and can you tell me, what is the deal with shark fin soup? Isn't it, like, frowned upon? Oh, I think so. So why is flake okay, but shark fin soup is bad? I think because, as in the film, you see they just take the fin and discard the thing, and you're like, really? That's a waste. Oh, really? Yeah. They they just use the fin? Oh, well, that's what I took from the Meg. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which obviously is an insanely accurate film. <laughs> you know what would have been m- much better, I think, if- because the the set of the the underwater research facility, yeah. which like up top is this, yeah, it's, it's an oil rig basically, pretty much, yeah. same thing. Then you go below the water level, and it becomes what does not feel like a marine research facility at all. It feels like a film set because it's so clearly a film set. Like I, I just, I, I would have preferred him just to leave the whole thing just. You know, you know, we're a scrappy band of researchers in this 
place with yeah. bolts coming out and that oh, I just I just wasn't into the set. I, I didn't I didn't mind the design. What well, you feel like it was too high tech to be realistic, especially when the up top is is essentially very basic. Yeah, and I wouldn't mind it if 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 it was high tech. Okay, fine, but I ju- I just wasn't into the design of it. So yeah. if you were going to go high tech, that's okay. If they just yeah. done it better, I I didn't like mind it. You know the movie. <laughs> I didn't mind it, and you got that very cool shot of the little girl with the sh- the shark coming at the glass window. Yeah. I'd seen it in the trailer. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I know what happens here. <laughs> That's why you don't watch trailers, man. Yeah. At least I knew what I was in for. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> so last week you told me that both Statham and the director have disowned this movie. Well, basically, I think at a minimum they were like, yeah, this is not what we hoped to make. Well, did you know that Turtle Tab wasn't supposed to direct this movie? Do you know who was who was attached? I do. It was um, Tarantino's mate. Eli Roth. Eli Roth. Yeah. So the movie was supposed to be like a, an ultra-violent kind of fun gore fest. That's right. Thing. Then he walked away when they said they wouldn't let him do it R-rated. Exactly. He? That's right. And I think that was due to budget. This is where I don't understand. We've spoken about studio intervention before. Basically, the studio said, we're not going to spend $170 million on an R-rated movie. To where I go, well, then why spend $170 million? Well, look, obviously, in their defense, their box office returns. Yeah, look, obviously the studio knows what they're doing. But I feel like they could have minimized their budget, maximized their profits. You know, are you telling me that people wouldn't turn up to see an R-rated movie of Statham fighting a shark? Well, I wouldn't if it wasn't for this. <laughs> so, I, I, find, I find it hard to argue with the studio on this one because, yeah. I mean, they're a profits-driven company. And the results are there from this film. So, do I think it would have been a better film if Eli Roth made it R-rated? Yes, I do. But do you think they would have made it much money? Probably not. Yeah. That is fair. In my head, I'm like, let's go for better movies, though. (laughs) I'm all about that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so that was when Turtle Tab came on. And my understanding is that when you talk about disowning, that was their big issue, is that Statham signed on when he thought it was going to be really gory. He watched the movie and said- where is the blood? And, and I think because Roth was going to be in the film as well. Really? I don't know who he was. I don't know if he was going to be Statham. Interesting. But I th- I'm pretty sure he was going to be in it. Huh. So we can all think about the film that could have been. Yeah. As we so often do with movies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Especially the last six months. Oh. Woof. We need, some go- we need some good movies. So I saw this on Saturday. Yeah. Saturday night I watched- Touch of Evil, which I've never seen before. I've seen, like, the opening two minutes a hundred times because it's one of those, anytime you watch a list of the greatest single takes, yeah. there's the start of Touch of Evil. And I went to Netflix and just started flicking, and I was like, okay, I need something that's clearly going to be good because, yeah. oh, man, I've had a gut full of movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm thinking that the next couple of months will be better. I hope so. I really hope so. We're out of blockbuster season now. We're out of summer. We're heading closer and closer to Oscar season, which doesn't always mean better movies. But, hey, speaking of of Oscars, do you think that there is now a chance that the Meg could be an Oscar winner? No. You sure? Yes. It's, it's done some good box office, mate. Even even if this film were to get in, and we don't know what popular- the popular film yeah, category is going to look like. Yeah, because if you, if you like, don't know, the Oscars have announced that they are going to be launching a popular category. Because reasons. <laughs> um, even if The Great Unwashed were to nominate it, the Academy would still not vote for it. 
See, but this is where I think you're mistaken. You seem to be under the impression that the people are going to nominate and then the Academy will choose the winner. That's what I've heard. I don't see how that can be the way it's going to be done. Well, there's already the People's Choice Awards for the other thing. Well, exactly. So why do we need this Oscar category at all? You're preaching to the choir there. But but if they're going to do it, surely- I mean, there has to be- There's still better things out there than the Meg. (laughs) I'm with you. I don't think the Meg should win an Oscar. For the award that will just be known as the Black Panther Award. But can can I remind you right now that Suicide Squad is an Oscar winner, and that happened before this category. This is not going to be up for hair and makeup. <laughs> and so it's like Suicide Squad was up against nothing. It was like that, from memory, it was the Iron Lady. Oh, that's right, it was. And yeah. something else. Yeah. It was just this this year of n- no makeup. nothing. <laughs> Everyone just went like Charlie's Theron in Monster. Yeah. <laughs> and Suicide Squad was like, we'll have that. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah, look, so this movie is not going to be a recommend from either of us, it's I not, take it. It's not bad enough to be fun, nor is it good enough to be fun. Look, and this is the thing that annoys me about it, is that there are moments when it leans into it. Like, the final scene, Statham literally decides to hand fight this shark. You know, he gets out of his sub and he, like, lunges at it and they have, like, a knife fight. How how can a movie where Jason Statham knife fights a shark not be the most fun movie of the year. That's what annoys me about this is is I just don't understand what they thought they were doing. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so, yeah, from me, this is getting a four. Three for me. Still not the worst movie of the year. No, it's not. It's, you know. Insidious The Last Key <laughs> is looming large. <laughs> is that- I don't even know that that's our lowest score. I think Pacific Rim Uprising. Our combined lowest score, I think, is Pacific Rim yeah. Yep. We'll have to look back at it. Either way, not a great year for cinema so far. Oh. It cannot I mean it can only get better. Right? Well, I'm actually really hoping that next week is better because what are we checking out next week? Uh Spike Lee's new film. That's right. Black Klansman. Really excited. I really do excited have high hopes for that one. Yeah. Have you still not seen Do the Right Thing? I'm I was hoping that wouldn't come up. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't watch it yet because I'd, I we should do it as a throwback at some point. Yeah. My, my wife was furious that you watched 12 Angry Men without waiting for it to be a throwback. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm very excited for Black Klansman. It's going to be- I hope it's going to be good. All right. Let's go to the movies then. Let's do it. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or at wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchedathing. Uh, if you'd like to help support us, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchedathing. There's bonus episodes, early access to these episodes, and you can you know, even tell us a movie that you think we should watch. Not that you think we should watch, that you are telling us we have to watch effectively. And in the meantime, go catch a movie. See ya. We sorry, I'm just gonna break for a second because I don't know how I looked at you, but you just look like Wilson from Home Improvement. <laughs> I can't see your mouth at all. It's just here, and all I can see is Wilson. Sorry, that'll probably get. <laughs> <you>. <laughs>